I'm here to testify that one bad outcome doesn't determine your future and that you're not a failure even when you, the whole world is telling you that you are. Uh, not just because you failed pharmacy school or because you failed an exam, that doesn't uh, make you a failure. Uh, a failure for me, it will be if you decide to not do anything. But if you just keep trying, you're not a failure, all right? And that's something that I really needed to tell myself uh, many times that uh, if you're, as long as you're trying, you're good and you're a winner. And I will say that uh, failing pharmacy school is one of the best things that happened in my life. I see my victory so clear. Failure is part of life. Pain is part of the process. These are things we've all heard before, and while they're 100% true, what do you do when you feel like your failure is beyond acceptance? How do you handle rejection that feels so severe it actually brings on feelings of shame and casts you into a corner where you feel isolated, alone, and hopeless? You know my story of not even getting into pharmacy school, but what do you do when you get into pharmacy school and fail? That's exactly what we're going to talk about as every single one of you who are listening to this on the Fit Pharmacist Healthcare podcast platforms or watching this on the YouTube channel have faced failure to such a degree where you feel like there's no hope left. That's why I am really honored to bring on a really special guest to the Fit Pharmacist Healthcare Podcast, a friend and new pharmacist who is going to share his journey of failing pharmacy school and how he overcame it to be a pharmacist with purpose. Today's guest is Dr. Jonathan DeJesus, who is a Puerto Rican based in the state of Massachusetts. He was inclined to join pharmacy for a very special reason that I'm gonna invite him to share with you today. Through his journey, he faced failure and instead of using that as something to keep him stuck, he's actually shifted that pain into purpose to help others who face failure overcome it and be a pharmacist filled with passion to help dispense their full potential. My friend, Jonathan, welcome to the Fit Pharmacist Healthcare Podcast. Thank you so much, Adam. Thank you for having me. It's such an honor to be here. It's uh, an absolute blast, man. And we met through the wonderful world of social media. And uh, we had mm -hmm. talked about your story, and uh, we, you actually were a, a Fit Pharmacist feature that I do every Friday on social media. And through hearing your story and how open you were with how passionate you were of wanting to become a pharmacist, but then the severe obstacles that you faced on that journey, I thought, you know what, there's so much here in your story that could be of value to others. I need to take this up a notch. And that's why uh, we first had a call uh, not too long ago, I think a few weeks ago, about helping yeah, a few you. Weeks ago. Yeah, about mm -hmm. helping you to build your personal brand. And through going through that, it just it was clear as day. Like your story needs to be to be shared. So yeah, man, thank you so much for being here and for being so open with what you're about to share. Because uh, I I think your testimony is really a testament mm -hmm. for passion and love with what you're trying to do. So first off, thank you so much for being here and for your time. Sounds good. Uh, well, thank you for, thank you so much for that. Uh, so yeah, let, let's start uh, going back to like why I got into pharmacy school and to the 
pharmacy field. Yeah. Uh, my mom, my mom's a pharmacist, and since I was a pretty uh, from a very young age, I, I really wanted to become a pharmacist. And uh, the this is why, uh, like so many times, I go to the pharmacy with my mom as a kid, and sometimes I used to play in the back with the with the vials. Obviously, they were <laughs> empty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, uh, but uh, I was able to see how uh, my mom was able to help patients every day. And uh, this is something that uh, it really, uh, I got so excited when, when like so many patients come to me and ask me for help. And yeah, that's, that's why I really, uh, when I got into my, in, into my undergrad, I started like going to like pharmacists to like chattering pharmacists and stuff. And this really like opened up the world for me. I was just like blown away of like how the pharmacists can help patients like in every different aspect of, of their lives. It, it can be wellness, it can be uh, medication adherence, like so much stuff that we can do to help our patients every day. Absolutely. So literally you were raised in pharmacy. Your, your mother was a pharmacist, you're close mm -hmm. with your mother, and you saw the amazing impact and potential that a pharmacist can have in lives. And you continued through that curiosity exploring and you saw like, wow, this is this is a tremendous opportunity mm -hmm. to make an impact. So that was clear, like this is your mission. So you got a clarity of mission, you got a purpose. So you, you applied to pharmacy school, you got into pharmacy school, then tell mm -hmm. us what happened. Yeah, uh, well, to, to be honest, like when I got into pharmacy school, I finished my undergrad when I was like 21. I took like a, a lot of like courses and, and summer and stuff like that. Uh, so I was just 21. And at the time wow. of uh, like choosing uh, pharmacy school, I was just like, I just want to finish like as quick as possible. Yeah. And that's something that it was a mistake. Uh, I, I really think that going to with that mentality, because you wanted really to enjoy that journey of becoming a pharmacist or, or getting that from the. Uh, so when I apply, uh, I applied to like seven pharmacy schools. I wasn't accepted to any of the uh, pharmacy schools in Puerto Rico, but I was, uh, I, I had an open mind in terms of like being able to relocate and, and all that. So I got accepted into pharmacy school in Boston and I moved all the way to Boston <laughs> from Puerto Rico where I was born and raised. Wow. So uh, basically with the dream, with the dream of becoming a doctor of pharmacy one day. And so I got accepted and it's really, it was really like at the time, uh, there, I have so many people telling me that the most difficult step of becoming a pharmacist, it was going to be getting accepted into pharmacy school. And I, yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it was, it was definitely, I, I'm not, I don't want to take credit away from getting accepted into pharmacy school because it's such a big step. Yeah. And it was a long process where you need to go to interviews, essays and stuff like that. But I got accepted into five out of the seven that I applied. So I was like, well, it wasn't that hard, right? So I probably going to be going to be good in pharmacy school. So what ended up happening was that I didn't have a plan. I didn't have any strategy at the time of starting pharmacy school. And uh, that first semester, it was so hard for me. And I was struggling through the whole semester because I was just feeling like uh, I, I, was, I was lacking time. Uh, I didn't have any like good time management because uh, I just got so used to 
just memorize everything two days prior to the exam. Oh. Uh, like from my undergrad, right? So and in pharmacy school, this is definitely not gonna work. No. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I'm so sad to break it down like to, to new pharmacy students, but it's very important for you to understand that it's a very challenging program and you really need to study every day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, at the time, like I was dealing with, with that, um, and then I was dealing with moving to a new country, uh, moving to and uh, getting used to like a new language as well, because Spanish yeah. is my first language. Uh, but in terms of exams, like the type of questions you get asked in pharmacy school, they're so different uh, in terms of undergrad. Undergrad, you're going to get your multiple choice question A, B, C, and D, and you're good, right? <laughs> but uh, so that's why I, I was telling you that I just memorized everything, put it on a piece of paper, and I'll be good. But now in pharmacy school, memorizing stuff is not enough. And you will need to apply the material that you're getting. Uh, yeah. So this is something that pharmacy school really do pretty good. I train you questions that you will be seeing in real life and uh, real patients, basically. And you will need to focus not just in the, in the maths that you're learning, but to focus on the big picture. And yeah. um, that's something that we do as pharmacists every day is that look at uh, sometimes at the lapse of the patient or family history and uh, what's the chief complaint. And I didn't knew this at the time. <laughs> yeah. And obviously I was, I was struggling hard and I was failing a lot of classes. Uh, the other thing was that I didn't understand the, uh, sometimes the question they were asking. I was trying, like in pharmacy school, you're going to get thrown with a lot of like information that some of, some of it is going to be necessary uh, to answer the question, but some of, some of it will be just a distraction. And I didn't really like, like tell what was a distraction and what wasn't. Yeah. So that was definitely uh, one of the things that I really struggled with. At the end of that semester, I really, uh, I was expecting the worst. I was just getting like a lot of C's, a lot of D's, because uh, I mean, I, I don't want to, I want to put everything out there. And at the end of that semester, I was just, uh, let's see what happened. And so I, like the semester ends, I got an email from my dean um, on like pretty close to Christmas. Oh. <laughs> and it, it starts saying, unfortunately, and you know, like when, a, when an email starts like that, it's, it's bad news, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> During trouble. Uh, and was unfortunately, you will be uh, put on probation for next semester. And for uh, new pharmacy students that doesn't know what is this, is probation is that you will need to improve your GPA uh, for next semester in order to stay in the program. And the basically the ultimate goal of to getting off probation is to meet that minimum GPA required. It's so important for for like everyone that is in pharmacy school to look into the your student handbook. Like it's gonna be specific for every single pharmacy school because yep. many people told me, oh, you will, if you will be good if you just pass everything with a C. C's get degrees. Yeah, right. But yeah. then when you calculate that C's, like if you get straight C's, you probably were not gonna make it because it, it probably will be less than the minimum GPA. Right. Uh, but this will depends of the of the pharmacy school that you're at. And then the other thing is that the, the grade that you will need to get to each class is going to be different. At least in my pharmacy school, you can get a D if you want. Uh, but 
I mean, if, if you, and you don't need to take the course again, but you will need uh, as long as you meet the minimum required GPA. And that's something that, that is so different. Like, for example, like my wife, pharmacy school, is just uh, you will need to get C or more. You can't get a D. So that's so important to go to your student handbook and to really uh, to get, like, get familiar, familiar with those details because it's so important for, for, for you to have. So when I said that I failed pharmacy school, it was that because of my GPA wasn't satisfactory. And because so many people, when I tell, tell them, oh, I failed pharmacy school, they think that I failed a class. Um, and that's something that, that you will need to, to keep in mind. Yeah. You not only need to pass the class, but you will need to meet the minimum required GPA. Um, so that semester, so basically that email was a wake-up call. I was like, obviously, I was pretty, pretty like, I think it ruined my vacation, definitely. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah, but it, it was really a wake-up call that I was needed to do, like, uh, some pretty changes in terms of, like, in order to get my D. On my second semester, I just, uh, I did the changes. Uh, I got into a study group that I really advise every, every pharmacy student to, to get into a study group with your classmates. And like these, they were my neighbors and they, they saw me that, and they, they knew that I was struggling and they offered me the help and they were like, oh, let's study together. And this really get like, give me the, the perspective and, and the, basically to focus in the little things and the details that I was missing. Because yeah. we always ask, uh, ask, ask questions between each other and basically we study every day. So we can, we can put an all nighter. And I could just then walk to my apartment since we were neighbors. So that was something that pretty special. And these is these guys definitely like became my second family because yeah. And that's something that your class will be like that. Uh, and I'm so happy to like after these happened to me, and I I really started to appreciate like more like people and my class. Right. So during this semester, I improved a lot, but. When I started calculating my grades that I was needed to get to my to stay in the class of 2019, uh, it was going to be almost impossible. Uh, it was going to be I was needed to get like straight A's. Like yeah. for in, like pharmacy school is pretty hard. Yeah, <laughs> uh, let me tell you. And so, but at least I was going to like like basically planning ahead what was going to be na- my next move. Right. Right. So at the end of that semester. After all that improvement, I was like, oh, probably they're going to give me a chance, right? <laughs> but uh, so then I got an e- another email and it started the same way, unfortunately. Oh. And I was like, oh, no, I'm in trouble again. Uh, so basically what it was saying, it was that I, wasn't, I, I was not going to be able to graduate with the class of 2019. And basically my, my journey of becoming a, 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 a doctor of pharmacy was going to be delayed a full year. And if I was needed to take some courses again in order to graduate with the class of 2020. Yeah. And I'm not going to lie. At the moment, I was pretty upset. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And those emotions, like, start flowing. And, you know, I, and you just uh, start thinking and start questioning even, like, why me, right? Uh, so even, like, my relationship with God even got affected, right? Because you, wow. start, you start questioning like 
why why this happened to me because i was feeling i was the only one going through that uh so so many like i remember like going to church and so many things like so many testimonies telling you that oh i was feeling like so many people were telling me that oh i was feeling i was the only one going through that right but when it happened to you it's so different yes. right because you always feel like i wasn't alone I, I always have my wife I, i have my family and my friends but i yeah i was the only one that i knew that it was going through this so i was feeling yeah. like i was the only one and it's not true like it's happened more often that we want to admit and to talk about and this is basically why we're here today just to just to uh bring aware of like these can happen to anybody exactly yeah I, yeah, I think that's so powerful, man, that you shared that. And thank you for being so just real and open because you're so right. I mean, back mm -hmm. when I started my journey, I mean, you, you had a leg up. You got in. I didn't get in my first round. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah, you feel like uh, you, you have these emotions, like you said, and you start questioning everything down to even like a core spiritual level, like you said, you know, mm -hmm. why me? I'm in it for the right reasons. I have great purpose. But this happened. But it, that's, the, that's the thing is when it happens to us, we say, Why did this happen to me? But once you accept that and really start taking ownership and acting on that, like you did, you mm -hmm. looked for new strategies, you got a study group, you really you got after it, and it was definitely a process. It wasn't like a switch turned on. Mm -hmm. You shift from that of why is this happening to me to how is this happening for me? And that is not something that just comes overnight. It's a process that you've been going through and has led up to this podcast. So you had to repeat your year. You, and you started mm -hmm. pharmacy school expecting to graduate in 2019. And they basically said, hold up, we put you on probation. It didn't, it didn't pan out. You didn't follow through. So we're going to hold you back another year. So yep. through that process, I mean, next year, tell us what that felt like being in a room full of people. They're like, who's this kid? You know, why are you here? <laughs> like, how did you deal with that? Oh, yeah. I mean, let me tell you, it was, it was hard. Yeah. But I mean, when I, so during that summer that I was, I was basically off because like it was a, a mandatory vacation, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so I will say that this time off that I was just, I, I went back home to Puerto Rico. I will say that that time for introspection and basically to study myself mm. in terms of what were my weaknesses and how I could improve in terms of as a person and as a student. It was key for my educational success. Yeah. And because I was, I was able, because we were always like so fast, like our life goes so fast. Because sometimes we don't stop and think how I can become better. And, and this is something that it was, it was awesome to, I mean, like it was good to have. At the moment, it didn't feel like that. It, it felt like I was just stuck going back home. Right. Yeah. But then after, I, like, how can I see it? It was that, It was good to have the, those moments to just like go to my room and just like write everything that I was needed to improve. But, but yeah, going back to like being a P1 again and seeing all of these new faces, all these new students, like so motivated, uh, it was definitely hard mentally that it was the actual courses because yeah. you're dealing with these negative thoughts and these with this like imposter syndrome, right? Yeah. That you, you were thinking like, oh, Do I really deserve to be here? Uh, this is something that uh, you see all these faces and um, many students 
uh, that during this this first semester in pharmacy school, everybody's so motivated wearing their, their white coats and yeah. going to class every day. So I could, I could imagine my new classmates saying, oh, this guy is such a bad student because he, he just, he's just going three times per week, right? Because I was just taking three courses. I was just, I, I wasn't uh, going like as a full-time student. Yeah. So, I, <laughs> so then after that, I was like, you know what? I just gotta stay like honest to myself and honest to uh, being honest to them, right? So it was hard mentally uh, because now I know like a couple of pharmacy students that fail uh, pharmacy school as well. And like all of us said the same thing. All of us said that we have that face that like when you start again, you said, well, it happened one time. It can happen again. So you don't want to be so like, that was a mistake, but you didn't want it to be so attached to people, right? Or to the program because you didn't know what's going to happen tomorrow. And that's something that if you let that, those thoughts and those, uh, yeah, like those negative thoughts, like control your mind, you will not gonna enjoy your foreign D and you're not gonna enjoy life. Um, that's why I really wanted to stay honest with them. And then when I started sharing like what happened to me with people, they started asking me for advice. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I, I was feeling like I wasn't in a place to give advice to anybody. Uh, but, but then what I did was that I opened up with them. I share what happened to me. And then after I didn't give advice of how to do it because I, I did it wrong. Like my first time. Right. But I gave them advice of how not to do it. And, <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. And, and what I did wrong. Right. For just to avoid this thing to happen to them. Right. <laughs> and, and they were always like, so like asking me questions, like, how do you study for this exam? And I was like, oh, I'm going to tell you how not to study. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, it definitely like when I started opening up with people, like they didn't care about like when I failed. They just wanted to be my classmates. They just wow. wanted to become my friends. And um, that was something that, I, that's why I really love my class in 2020. And things happen for a reason. Uh, uh, yeah, like we're, we're, I'm so happy that we all make it and that we're today doctors of pharmacy. But after that, I mean, I was able to improve my, my time management. I was able to start like, like eating healthier and exercising again, because during my first year that we didn't talk about this, uh, like uh, during my first year, I gained 75 pounds. 75? So so un- 75, yeah. Wow. And I was so unhealthy and I was so unhappy. And that was something that I was always like this uh, very athletic guy, like playing tennis and baseball, like through my life. But when I started pharmacy school, I stopped doing all that. I stopped doing the things that I love. I doing the, I stopped doing the things that I'm really good at, like playing tennis and, and pretty, pretty much the, the stuff that made me happy outside of the classroom, right? But yeah, now, now I realized that pharmacy school was taking away like my physical and mental healthiness. And yeah, so I mean, right now I can tell you that after that, uh, I was able to pass every single class, and now here I am, like uh, as a doctor of pharmacy. After all that, <laughs> instead wow. of two years and ten months, it, it took me three years and ten months. But at the end of the day, we're all gonna be doctors, 
and we're all doctors. And it doesn't matter if you graduate with a 3.0 like me or with a 4.0 like, like many of my classmates. At the end of the day, we're all going to be doctors of pharmacy. And that's what I tell people that don't let that GPA to just to define you, right? To, yes. uh, I mean, you can have like a 2.7 if you want, but if you're good at what you do on basically to you care about your work. And I mean, that's something that every, like everyone will appreciate. Wow, man. First off, congratulations for Thank being you. Dr. Jonathan. But <laughs> there, there's so much wisdom in what you shared. And I really want to highlight some of the points that you, that you made in your testimony. And the first is when you went through your transition, you went into pharmacy school with the best intentions, with genuine purpose, and you gave up things that made you happy, thinking that you had to sacrifice and make extreme sacrifices mm -hmm. to get extreme results, those being doctor pharmacy. And that's mm -hmm. such a thing, that's such a, a point that needs addressed and really needs highlighted because that's what I see, unfortunately. So many times when students start pharmacy school or after graduating, they start becoming pharmacists. And that's literally what I do in my expertise and traveling the world speaking at schools and organizations is how to really keep your own identity and not let outside circumstances dictate your inner happiness. And I think that's a journey that you share that I really want to kind of reiterate. So through that, you had given up things that made you happy making those sacrifices. And in the process, you, you lost, you felt lost of that happiness. You gained 75 pounds and you felt kind of isolated and, and rejected. And when you start staying in that place, you start becoming your own worst enemy, having thoughts of not being accepted and not being worthy and, and then diving deeper into feelings of shame. And the antidote to that and I say this all the time, the antidote to that, which if you sum that up, that's fear. Mm -hmm. The antidote to fear is action. So you made a choice that was probably extremely difficult and you're probably like shaking in, in all different forms of the word. When you started to realize people started asking questions like, what's this guy? Why is he only here three, three classes a week and so on and so forth? And you made a decision, you took action. And that was honesty and being true to yourself. And just owning it because it was a truth. Mm -hmm. It wasn't something you were necessarily proud of, but it was reality. Mm -hmm. So you faced that and you took action. And, and by breaking through the fear of being judged, of being isolated, ironically, by being true to yourself and being honest with people and, and sharing that, you actually turned your mess into a message and you took that test to be a testimony, which is exactly what you're giving right here. Mm -hmm. And it's so funny, and I bet you didn't expect that when you shared that. People started to accept you, started to support you, and then started to ask you questions like a mentor. <laughs> yeah. How much did that blow your mind? Yeah, th that, was, that was crazy for me. I was like, what's happening right now? <laughs> 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 right? Because uh, like you always see a mentor or like, a, like a, basically like a mentor, like somebody like who have like everything figured out, right? <laughs> but they were seeing me like, uh, well, this guy, I mean, he's being here, right? So we need to, to get advice from him. I was like, all right, <laughs> if you want my advice, I will give it to you. But uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not the, the perfect guy. <laughs> None yeah. of us are. None of us mm -hmm. are. But th this is another big point you made that I want to highlight. All the time, especially us type A pharmacists or pharmacy students, we want to know what's the plan? What do we do? What's the to-do yeah. list? 
And this is mm-hmm. such a big point. Sometimes the most important thing to know is not the to-do list, but the to-don't list. Things to avoid and not get trapped in. Things that seem like they'd be easy, but actually will cause long-term problems. And that's something so, so valuable that you shared is it's not necessarily always about the to-do list, but more about the to-don't list. And I think that's such an important lesson that you are sharing through your testimony with that. Most pharmacy students and pharmacists struggle with standing out among the competition. So at scriptyourbrand.com, we help you create your ultimate competitive edge, your personal brand. Once you have that, you'll also have the freedom to do what you love instead of having to settle being trapped working a dead-end job. www.scriptyourbrand.com Enroll today so that we can help you create your tomorrow. I want to kind of take this. So you shared pharmacy school. You went through that. You graduated. Congrats again, doctor. (laughs) Thank you. But now we're at a place where you're a pharmacist practicing. Mm -hmm. And you're in a place where, you know, social media is all over the place. You're trying to grow because you're very passionate. I mean, Mm -hmm. it, it takes a lot of courage and it takes someone who really has a strong message to share where they go into something, they fail, and they come out the other side. Because most people, when they fail, they're like, oh, it's a sign, I'm not good enough, or you know, maybe it wasn't in the cards, or wasn't right for me, or whatever it is. But you pushed through because you had a purpose. And this comes back to a very famous African proverb, he who has his why can bear almost any how. Mm-hmm. And there's no, we didn't know, like, you're on probation, you're held back a year. We don't know what the outcome is. Like you said, we don't know this could happen again. But you pushed through and now you're a doctor of pharmacy. So here you are graduating recently and you have a choice to make. You're a pharmacist, you're practicing. You can just take that, keep it secret and keep going. Or you can turn that test into your testimony. You can take what in hindsight looked like a mess, but now seems like a message Because as you started to realize as a student in pharmacy school, you were not alone. Mm -hmm. There were other people who faced similar trials and tribulations, yet so many people remain silent and stay in that place where they feel alone. And unfortunately, to dovetail with your word, Mm -hmm. a lot of people stay stuck there and those inner thoughts, those self-limiting beliefs that dialogue that's not helpful leads them to a place where they're taken away from their passion. And when you stay silent and you take that gift and you put it in a clay jar under the bed, your light can't shine in the darkness. You can't give hope to the hopeless. So you took what you went through and now as a pharmacist with social media, you realized that was actually a gift. And back in the moment, Jonathan, Dr. J, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. JD, the farm D, <laughs> you were saying, why is this happening to me to a point where you were even angry with God and questioning your faith? Mm-hmm. But now you have a doctorate and you pause, you have that inner reflection that you said was so important when you went back to Puerto Rico to really look at yourself and master that first before you can master anything else. And say, hey, wait a minute. 
This was actually a gift. This actually, this burden is actually a light that needs to be shined in the darkness because so many people are trapped there. So many people feel hopeless. So many people feel like they are alone in the darkness. But if I take my story, if I put it on a stand and shine that light for others, they'll be able to see that they aren't alone, that there is light in the darkness. And once they get closer to that, they'll be able to realize that they themselves have that very same light that you are sharing in the darkness. And that leads us to the place that you are right now, sharing your story as a pharmacist of what you went through to help others, whether they're in pharmacy school or whether they're newly minted pharmacists like yourself, mm -hmm. and they're struggling with that transition. Maybe they figured it out in pharmacy school, but now they're, you know, all the responsibility of being the go-to person and being liable for your technicians and your staff and everything else. Oh, not to mention having to pay bills and living oh, life <laughs> and student loans and all that. And if you're married yeah. like yourself, mm -hmm. but you're using this platform to really build your personal brand and helping people overcome their failure and turn their tests and their testimony. Mm -hmm. So what I want to really share with you, because there are a lot of people listening to this who are probably nodding their heads and be like, yeah, yeah, I went through stuff, but I'm ashamed, or I feel like it's not good enough, or who am I, or I'm not special. But you took action on that and decided to share that. So what I am inviting you to do right now is to use this platform to speak to those people listening or watching who have had failure. They overcame it, but they feel shame. They feel like they're not good enough or who would listen to them, or what they have isn't of great enough value that, that could be shared, or no one would listen. You might have and probably faced those same limiting beliefs, but you chose to overcome those. And right now, I mean, you're on a podcast sharing this, and you're going after it. You, know, you wrote an article. You're, you're doing a lot on social media to help bring awareness and help others through this. If someone's listening in that position that you were in, what would you say to them to help them break through their perceived brokenness so that they can take that light that they do have and put that on a stand to shine and help others get out of the darkness? I will first uh, tell them that I'm here to testify that one bad outcome doesn't determine your future yeah. and that you're not a failure even when you, the whole world is telling you that you are. Uh, not just because you failed pharmacy school or because you fail an exam, that doesn't uh, make you a failure. Uh, a failure for me, it will be if you decide to not do anything. Mm. But if you just keep trying, you're not a failure, all right? And that's something that I really needed to tell myself uh, many times that uh, if you're, as long as you're trying, you're good and you're a winner. And I will say that uh, failing pharmacy school is one of the best things that happened in my life. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Say that again? <laughs> yeah. Failing pharmacy school is one of the best things that happened in my life. And I, I bet like everyone listening to this is, is saying, oh, this guy lost his mind, right? Because <laughs> he's crazy. But when you think about it, like all the experience that I got through these past four years, three years and 10 months, it was because of my failure in pharmacy school. And 
I was able to, I mean, if you think about it, when I was carrying those bad grades, it was going to be almost impossible to graduate. And if I could just say that, you know what, I just going to continue because uh, we want to do everything by ourselves. And um, that's something that in, when I first started pharmacy school, my relationship with God, it wasn't the best. And that was something that I really wanted to try to do everything by myself. And we need, we definitely, like, basically in pharmacy school is when you said, oh, I mean, without God, we can't, we can't do it like anything, right? Yeah. <laughs> you you really need that miracle. <laughs> uh, and the other thing is that because what I said of failing pharmacy school is one of the best things that happened in my life is because I was unhappy. And that's something that we really need to address. Like, if you're going to be a pharmacist, if you want to be a, a, a pharmacy student, you need to be happy. And obviously, sometimes, like so many times, we just have like many exams and so, and so many assignments, labs and stuff like that. And we don't stop to think about if that's making you happy. And at the beginning, and I need to share this with, uh, with you that at the beginning, I, just, I was just like, you know what? I'm going to pharmacy school for the money, right? Like many uh, pharmacy students. And let me tell you, like, uh, it, yeah, it, didn't, it, it wasn't enough. Uh, and many times my mom like, and my, my, my mom and my dad told me, uh, you will need to love what you're doing because you will be doing it for the rest of your life. And that was something that I couldn't comprehend. Um, but I was just like, no, I have so many exams, da 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 da, da and I just need to survive. I did, that, was, that was my focus, just survive pharmacy school and to get through it. Yeah. And, but not just, but now I understand that you will need to not just survive pharmacy school, but to really enjoy the process. Because now I'm looking back, I'm, I'm, I miss like a lot of my classmates right now because we're all, we, after graduation, we all went back home. Yeah. Right. So if we uh, can, uh, if I could just go back and, and said, like, I really want to enjoy those moments with them. Right. Uh, and all those moments in the classroom and stuff like that as a student, because it's something that is not coming back. Right. It's just a one time thing. And we really need to, to try to enjoy the things that that we have in our, in our life and our blessings. Uh, but going back to uh, to students uh, like that fail pharmacy school. And, and or any type of failure that really like didn't open up to people just yet. Uh, let me tell you when when I uh, posted on my social media that article about like failure in pharmacy school, how to deal with failure. Uh, it was it was hard. It was yeah. hard to write because it's something that you don't wanna. I really wanted to share it, but I didn't knew how to share it because it's something like so sensitive. Like sometimes like failure is is easier to talk about your success than talk about your failures and it took me a lot like normally an article i i can just like write it down like in a day or a few hours that one took me like three weeks because i just i just write a little bit and i was like oh my god this is too, too hard <laughs> right yeah. so uh but let me tell you when i uh share it like with everybody and with my friends with my family it gave me that closure that I needed in order to continue uh, to be a better person, right? 
you're always having those feelings inside you and sometimes you're not like you're not as happy as you could be if you just share it and i know like there's many people that are introverts like i mean in my case i am uh i'm not i'm like super shy i don't know how i'm here like talking <laughs> talking <Little> coaching <laughs> yeah uh, but but yeah let me tell you uh sometimes if It, it doesn't need to be like in social media, but at least go to your, your, to your friends, go to your support system yeah. um, and talk to them. Because I have so many friends that they even hide it from their own family because yeah. um, they feel like a disappointment. And I feel like that like at, at one time. But it really, you will need to work on yourself. And sometimes it's easier to just uh, change your major or or do something else than work on yourself because you just want to do something else. Yeah. And it's hard to work on yourself and to work uh, like trying to be better and trying to, to overcome those negative thoughts and, and overcome that failure. You just want to try to hide it because it, it hurts. It hurts when, when you talk about it and when, when you try to share it with people. Uh, but when you just like try to do uh, and try to inspire others, it makes it like so easier. Absolutely, man. And, and I think that's something that a lot of people face is they're scared of sharing the truth because they're scared of how other people might view them. They're scared that mm -hmm. other people might look at them differently in a negative light. But ironically, by sharing that, they do look at you differently, but in a positive light because they say, wow, that took a lot of courage to share that. And then they start mm -hmm. looking at themselves. They say, wow, I've had failures and I've never shared that. That guy must be like Superman. He's telling this stuff. He's being real. He's owned his truth. And when you come to a place where you share that, and again, I don't recommend sharing things that you're not healed over because that is something that really, it, like you said, it's a sensitive topic and all of us have different upbringings and stories. But when you do that, you reclaim your inner truth and your power. You own your story rather than being stuck in fear and being making assumptions like, oh, if I say this, they might think that way and they'll think of me this way and those people will laugh at me and I won't be accepted. But when you do that, when you own your story, you now take back control of that and you aren't at the mercy of others. And, and I want to ask you this question. I know the answer, but I'm going to ask you anyway. When you shared that, when you published that article, did it not feel like a huge burden was relieved and you had this like ah, weight off your shoulders because you weren't prisoner you weren't captive in fear anymore you kind of set yourself free is that not true yeah definitely i i felt free on i felt like i was able to get closer to like to move forward right to uh and then it was it was i mean funny enough i was thinking that Like you're always gonna have that negative thoughts, like yeah. like negative comments. My bad. Uh, but like, funny enough, like I just got like a lot of like so many compliments and so many like uh, like comments saying like, oh, you're so brave and you're such an inspiration. And I was, yeah, that's really blown my mind. And uh, but it was really, uh, I was, I was uh, getting that freedom that I, I really needed, like yeah. after graduation. And obviously, I know that if you fail pharmacy school and you still in pharmacy school, I know it's hard to talk about it because, I mean, for me, I was able to 
and, and like I know many people are, are is, is thinking about this that I was able to share it because now I'm a doctor, right? And now I'm a PharmD, so now it's easier to share it with people. Yeah. Because uh, when you're in a place like 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 me right now, that you can say, "Oh, I failed, but I was able to graduate." Uh, obviously, people will say that it was easier, but in terms of, like something that I really wish that I that I did and like I was going to do in pharmacy school was to work on myself like during pharmacy school, yeah. right? And uh, that's why I I really uh, advise people to just like after what happened, start working on yourself like right away, yeah. and because. Uh, because even if you're in pharmacy school, like at least share it with your with your friends and family, because you're not alone, and there's there's people that care about you. Absolutely, man. And you guys hear me talk all the time about self care. Mm -hmm. Well, the foundation of self care is self love, and that comes from self acceptance and owning your truth. That's not easy. You have to face your demons. You have to do work. That might require, depending on what you're facing years of therapy that might require having difficult conversations that might require a lot of pain in the short term but once you overcome that that no longer will have a hold over you that no longer will determine or allow you to go into a place where you start having labels and identifying yourself as a victim or anything else it allows you to reclaim your power and what we're talking about like dr jonathan said this is not easy this is extremely painful, but in the short term it is, in the long term, it will set you free. It will allow you to help others who feel trapped and stuck and just emblazoned by fear and shame to start that process by just planting the seed. Hmm, maybe I can overcome this. If he did it, maybe I can too. And that's exactly why I wanted you to share your story, man. And again, thank you because like you said, like you're hearing from people, you are an inspiration because it takes courage to share things that you might not necessarily be proud of. It takes courage to share where you fell short and grown from that. But it's inspiration because guess what? All of us have fell short in some area of our life. All of us have had experiences where we take the failure of the moment and transpose that label onto feeling like a failure ourselves. And my advice, and we talked about this earlier, for anyone who feels stuck in that, of that shame, of that failure, is, is just shift that label and realize that you are not a failure. You might have experienced failure, but just because you've seen that doesn't mean that you are a failure. And I think that is the first step at overcoming this process. And then from there, basically just listen to what everything Dr. Jonathan said. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. <laughs> yeah, man. Thank you so much for sharing everything you have. I definitely want people to connect with you on where you're most active on social media so that they can reach out. And I'm sure they've got stories to share with you as well. Um, I'll have all of these links, guys, in the show notes below so that you can easily connect with him. Uh, but Dr. Jonathan, where are you most active on social media and how can people engage and connect with you? Yeah, uh, as right now, like I'm most like active on Instagram. My Instagram page is jdtheFarmD. I'm on LinkedIn as well. It's Jonathan De Jesus, D-E-J-E-S-U-S. -E -E Excellent. Well, guys, 
I hope you had as much of an eye opener on this as my heart has. And again, thank you so much for being on here. Guys, I hope this message really resonated with you and hit home on a lot of different areas. It's something to think about. It's definitely an episode to re-listen to several times, take notes, and be sure to reach out and connect with Dr. Jonathan. Guys, thank you for your time. Thank you for supporting the Fit Pharmacist Healthcare Podcast. This is Dr. Adam Martin signing off with the Dr. Jonathan De Jesus. Go forth, be great, and dispense your full potential. God bless. <laughs>